102, take three. Action, please. <laughs> the French. I don't think it's as loud as last time, so... Okay. That's fine. I'm just... It's just, you're just giving you as much data as possible to work with. Such energy. That's what we do. Pizzazz. Make it up for the fact that you have to whisper everything. Yeah, demons out. Oh. Yep. I wanted to shout about Luke Passan at full volume, nope. but it's not... Didn't work out. It's not meant to be. <laughs> Next time. So it goes. You know, every three you, you years. Can, you can give a very so. even-tempered... Uh, just like a composed review of this movie, you can give it give it like you, you a serious consideration. A, a, you expect me to give a a, a a a a deadpan review of the thing I feel most passionate about in life? I don't think so, bud. I don't. You don't, don't have much so, of a guy. choice. Well, yeah. This is so. Is it, so we watched it. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, What's up? This is a. I'm just trying to search on Metacritic, and it's the worst search I've ever seen. So you, you click the search box, and then it opens up like this overlay thing on on your screen, and then the search is on the other side of the screen, and it just what? looks like you clicked the wrong oh, thing. Oh wow, that is a weird. Yeah, it looks like some. That's kinda, horrible. It looks like it looks like uh, it brought up like a subscribe uh, like overlay, and my ad block is blocking par- parts of it, but not all of it. Yep. You know? No, it's just a mess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a bad decision. Why does it? Who did this? Why does your search have to? gauge and blur out everything on your website why is that it would work just fine if if you were clicked into the search and then there was like a little <laughs> uh, thing there blinking saying like you can type here yeah like just what? just saying like that would be okay i guess it does fill your entire screen with your search results which is which is kind of nice how about you do that and then you, you you search and then it fills it with that anyway but this does it instantly what if you did? What if it did it instantly, but your search thing stayed there instead of going across the screen to the left? You wouldn't have as much room. Well, no, it's like you, 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 it, the bar at the top stays there, and then the rest of the screen is just your search results. All right, Mr. you do like web three, designer. three columns, three rows. I don't know. Do I'm have, not saying I know anything about web design. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, not anymore. Shit. All right, because we, I. I I just realized there's something called Valerian City of Alpha on iOS. Oh boy, gotta gotta absorb all the the cross the media, yeah, the uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. You gotta explore all the aspects of all the the, 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 the city of a thousand planets. Thanks. Is that Lucy in the background of this of the of the poster for this movie? What? I feel like she's just there. What, who is that? She's always is that there. The face man. Of the she's al- is that the face of the alien lady? She's everywhere. Oh my God, Connor's there. Yes, he's in the background. I don't have. We are. We're all in the same room. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh, what do you got? No, oh, yeah. It looks like she's there. It looks in like the top left. Her cheekbones are too narrow for Scar to be Scarjo. Yeah, she lost some weight. Became an alien. It makes sense. Yeah, she was an alien in that one movie. Uh, oh yeah. This under the skin. The one that was good. Yep. 
So yeah, uh, um, are you ready to get started about this movie? Oh, I guess, man. All right, it's. I guess it's time. This isn't uh, going to go up for like a month and a half, by the way. So we gotta, you know, we gotta talk about it like it's not recent because it's okay. not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you remember Valerian? Remember that time? Yeah. So uh, we can do it like a like a like a clip show where we're referring to things that already transpired. <laughs> is it, is Valerian? Is the yes. is the font for Valerian the Mass Effect font? It's got like the Mass Effect slash thing going on. Slash thing. Uh, uh, there's like a, a strike through. Ooh, uh, yeah, it, it's oh, totally. It the, the I totally stole that. The arc or the yeah the sort of elliptical yeah. Hmm. hmm. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. And then the massive. And it looks kind of like Mass Effect rogue armor. Like. Yeah. No. Only mm. steal from the best, most respected franchises there was a good one they made a good one. right yeah there was that one good one that people liked the first one was like this could be a good one and then they did a good one yeah and then they were like yeah i hope they make another good one and then they're like eh. they made one that was this that was like kind of like the good one but not as good yeah there was like things about it that weren't like the good one and people didn't like that uh, and then there well they had to capitalize things that the good one did and they just couldn't and, do it and then they made melanoma a really, 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 really bad one. <laughs> Anyways, apparently, I don't know. Uh, so Valerian, Luke yeah, Besson. This is um, we decided anime. We decided it's an anime. <laughs> we decided that um, that yes, everything Luke Besson, director Luke Besson, has ever made is an uh, is now an honorary anime. And so, uh, I, I yeah, this, this is, is not really open to for debate. Commemorative. Um, celebratory episode uh of his work and by his work i mean the last two movies that he's made again there's an instance where he made a good one i've never seen the fifth element so i don't care and you know what i don't care how good it is because it's never gonna it just can't it can't be watch it you would like it it's pretty much the same thing but like good weird i can't even imagine it being good (laughs) anyways oh i can't it was called the phantom menace get over it nerds Best movie ever. Confirmed. I'm not going to debate it. <laughs> um, so I uh, I saw Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets about what was it like a week ago or two weeks ago? No, it was, no, a, it was only a week really? ago. It was only a week ago. It feels like forever. It was a week. It, it's just your your mark. Your life is now marked by pre-Valerian and post-Valerian. So, Ugh. which they're both the same acronym. Well, it's, so they're it's, same. There's 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 three segments now because it's pre-Lucy and then post-Lucy, pre-Valerian, and then post-Lucy, post-Valerian. I don't even think about my life pre-Lucy, so it's dead to me. Um. So and and you you've seen you saw this movie last night. Yes. Um. Yeah. I was. They've God. They were. They've been hyping up this movie for like two years. I feel like, like who who is they? I just feel like I've been hearing about it forever because it's well. The, you you just were so in touch because Lu- you saw Lucy and then became immediately fixated on anything that he was going to make from this point forward. So you were aware of it well before any normal person would be aware of I it. Ju- I saw a ton of comments like, "Oh man, it's really expensive. It's a super famous." comic is it gonna flop is it gonna be great i hope it's great um <laughs> oh, is it, when's, oh the, man. when's the china release date it still doesn't say shit 
Um, that's like the real release date too. Like really that's not even because right now we're at thirty four million dollars <laughs> total. Oh boy. Um, I'm a, not super worried. It's gonna make a billion in China, so uh yeah, Lucy made four hundred million dollars. So I don't know. Yeah, it'll do okay. Um but uh yeah, we um we decided we needed to talk we needed to see this movie and we needed to talk about it. Um and uh because I um, was very excited because it's a Luc Besson film, and I saw Lucy, which we'll talk about, which I want to get to. But also, these when the reviews came out, and all of my greatest hopes were realized, um, <laughs> first of all, that the ghost of Roger Ebert gave it four full stars, a 100%. Which uh, is what the real Roger Ebert, or the, the living Roger Ebert, definitely would have given it. My favorite line, I believe, is... Um, uh, there are times when the dialogue sounds as if it underwent one pass too many through translation software programmed by George Lucas. Beautiful. And it was pretty That's much art. it was pretty much thirty seconds after that that I bought my ticket. Um, <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? And yet, there's the four stars. Like that's crazy. Like there's like a note. It's a meta review. That's so I strange. I don't understand. I mean, yeah. I, how, this is not how critic. This is not how real criticism works. This is a joke review. It's just a lot of like, uh, hey, it takes risks. It's not a Michael Bay film, you know. <laughs> it takes risks by stealing from everything. Uh, and the other one is from from A. O. Scott at the at uh, at MIT. Uh, who says that um, it's like crushing a DVD of The Phantom Menace into a fine powder, tossing in some Adderall and ecstasy and a pinch of cayenne pepper, and storing the resulting mixture while wearing a virtual reality helmet in a Las Vegas karaoke bar. That's uh, quite elaborate, but I, I can't disagree. It's, I, I, it feels about Stunningly right. accurate. Um, yep. So, yeah, the, the consensus was that it was a, a mess of horrible, horrible chemistry, or lack of thereof, and uh, offensive one-liners. <laughs> I, it's it, critical response is completely on point. It's like I gotta say, yeah. Even the positive ones are like, boy, this is, whew, this is out there. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I just trying to remember like any takeaway that I had other than that, <laughs> which is kind of hard because it's like exactly. It, it 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 it's like it just takes inspiration entirely from the Star Wars prequels and tries to like edge it up, like it's it's like the the Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah, of except Star Wars except adaptations. With, except instead of beautiful Aryan Mark Hamill, we get just trailer trash Euro garbage. <laughs> Danger. <laughs> we got hold on, we'll we'll get to it. But oh my fucking god, these people are so goddamn disgusting. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at these positive reviews, and they're all just like, "This is, this is nuts. This is nonsense. Looney, playful, childlike naivete." Well, that's not <laughs> give it a, a naivete. Shake, give it a shake and a rattle, and delivers one of the most positively bonkers films of the year. <laughs> even the even the positive ones are just like, "Yo, dude, this shit is fucking wild." I guess it's. I guess it's. That, I'm, tr- I'm trying to reflect on the naiv- naivete. Because like, oh, it's Christ. the narrative itself is so straightforward, it, but like there, there it feels like it's cynical. But at the same time, because like the main characters are totally unlikable, and that's something that you would experience in a more cynical film than this. So there, there's just creates that weird disconnect where like, if if the main characters had any sort of heart to them at all, it would it would it definitely would be, you know, 
lighthearted and childlike naivete. I think I think he's more referring to. I think that that's more referring to the villain and the 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 anti villain. Uh, you know. Um, just, yeah. Okay. Uh, just the lack of real antagonist. Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, the lack of. Yeah, a a non silly antagonist. Um, it's not anybody looking for an antagonist other than evil Clive Owen. Is that was that guy Clive Owen? That's Clive Owen. Yeah, I haven't seen him in so long. I had to. I just had to check. Yeah, there's too many Clives. I feel like Clive Owen was an author. I think I must be thinking of a different Clive. It's my favorite '90s sitcom. Too many Clives. It's, didn't too play well over Clives, over here. Too many Did okay in Clives. the UK. Um, but we have to start at the beginning. All the way at the beginning of Luke Besson's career, Lucy 2014. So, okay. I, uh, we saw Lucy in the theater together. Do you rem- I think it was your idea, and I was actually not hot. I was not hot on this idea of seeing <laughs> this new Scarlett You're Johansson welcome. film. Yes. Thank you for my entire life, by the way. But do, do you remember anything about seeing Lucy, about the, the buildup to seeing Lucy in the theater? I don't remember. I don't remember the immediate before and after. It was just kind of like you know when you like break an arm or something, and you you don't remember the actual event. Not really. You just you, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> it's basically it's like going into shock, and then like the the events surrounding are kind of blurry, but like the moment itself is very vivid. Okay. Yeah. It's, I we just it was just like this looks horrible we need to see this or it just looks like schlock right how awful is it sort of but the thing about lucy it turns out is that in my opinion it's not a it's not just a i like this ironically thing it's it's a distinctly different phenomenon of if you watch lucy and just slightly shift your interpretation you take it from a terrible action film that's like a two to a brilliant parody of itself of of a movie that doesn't exist that is also called Lucy and a uh, absolutely life affirming film. You have to put on your persona vision glasses where it's just like everything is it sounds like it's like through an interpretation software and like it, it just um sometimes things seem like they're going somewhere and then they don't at all. Or just something's completely out of left field. Yeah, and and it's like, and it's if you're watching it like this, like I do, it just becomes this very brilliantly subtle um, parody spoof where it's even edited like like a comedy, and like the the lines that she says are like if I were to make a riff track of Lucy, like the things she says is the are the jokes I would come up with. Like when she's in the hospital, and she's trying to get the drug taken out of her out of out of her belly, and, and she she calls up her mom. You remember that? No, I don't. She calls, I've only seen Lucy but once. She calls up her mom to try to like t- tell her what's happening, uh, um, but the things she says are like entirely reminiscent of someone who is just calling their mom because they're having a a really intense acid trip, which is the joke I would make if it were a serious scene that weren't written by Luke Besson and I were making fun of it. So she calls up her mom and she's like, Mom, I see everything. And her mom's like, What? What are you talking about? Where are you? What are you doing? She's like, Mom, 
every I taste your milk in my mouth. And she's like, what? What are you saying? And she hangs up the phone. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that where it's just unbelievable that it's actually a real movie. And you don't have to think of it like it's a real movie because it's just amazing. It's you, just, have to, you have to pull yourself one one. You have to pull yourself back a layer. Like, you have to watch the movie in second person. Like, you have to watch the movie as if you're making fun of the movie with yourself. Yes, but the movie is the one of your friends who's better at making fun of the movie than you are. Uh, and the, the real moment, well, even the, from the very beginning, it's ridiculous because, like, it's a shot of, a, of an ape person. Exactly, yeah. And it's it, like, this movie has, like, kind of a similar thing where they go for, like, really weird stylized stuff at the beginning. Uh, and then jump into a pretty standard style of filmmaking after that point. Right. Um, yeah, because, like, you see this, this you know, Simeon, and I, I immediately made the connection, like, oh, right, Lucy, the, 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 the missing link that they found. But I'm pretty sure they probably explained that later, because no one's going to know that shit. Um, but then it's like a, it zooms out, you get a city, and then the first couple scenes of this, or the first scene of this movie where lucy is um talking to this like hotel clerk and it's intercut with 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 savannah stock footage of like lions hunting antelope (laughs) and it's i I remember being in the theater and just like looking to my left and looking to my right and just being like is is this a real movie is this really happening um yeah (laughs) it's just unbelievable uh like we had we had we almost had to leave the theater several times watching lucy because we were being, we couldn't help being disruptive. It was, it was so insane. Um, Which is hard. It's a hard way to watch the movie uh, because, like, you at the same, you want to be conscious of the people around you who are trying to enjoy it in a completely different way. And this is what I had last night when I was trying to watch Valerian. Is like, I'm, I'm, you have to elbow your friend and be like, this is, this is bad shit, right? Right. Yeah. How many people were in the theater with you? It was, it was a completely full house. It was packed. Holy shit. Um, yeah, and it was like a. It was a luxury theater with recliner seats and everyone's mm. going there for like a sublime cinematic experience and you just want to crack jokes like you're on the couch. W- um, was it like the only showing of the day? It was like one of two or three or something. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was showing all in a bunch of houses around the city though. So it's, you, can, you can find Valerian near you if you really want it. You just know where to, need to know where to look. Pretty good. Um, but uh, just my... I gotta say, my favorite moment, I think, of Lucy when you when you truly truly feel the transition into absolute nonsense is when we have uh, Morgan Freeman who plays a professor, and he's giving a lecture to all of these horrible Luc Besson extras, who he occasionally gives lines, which we see return in this movie, and you know normally in a film when you make a character a professor and you have them give a lecture, it's it's <laughs> it's assumed or implied that the information they are giving is either true or it's sort of realistic pseudoscience that is being used as the premise for the movie. They're, they're doing exposition. Like they're, they're yes. there to explain to the audience what's about to transpire. They're either explaining something that relates to the theme or the motif or the, the, the scientific <laughs> base that the movie is supposedly building off of. So we have Morgan Freeman, who's supposedly some kind of neuroscientist, oh explaining to us the, the thing the movie is based on, which everyone knows is not true, that's, that you use 10% of your brain. And this man supposedly spent his entire life studying this. And he's, you know, he's, he's sort of drifting off to sort of fictionalistic 
you know, uh, sort of, you know, not, not real truth stuff, but it sounds realistic, right? It, it sounds like it could be true. So he's, you know, he's talking about we can do a 10%. Then he goes to 20% and he's like, oh, you, you get better at math or whatever. And then he, and then he goes to 30%. It's like, oh, at this point, echolocation becomes possible. And it's like, all right, it, they're getting a little silly. And then he has this, like a PowerPoint behind him and he goes to the next slide and he goes, at 40%, telekinesis becomes possible. And it's like a slide of a dude lifting a, a table with his mind or something. <laughs> and he, How does he know? And he, like, he just, he transitions absolutely seamlessly from realistic exposition to total schlock with no buffer, nothing. Complete earnestness. There's just total earnestness. He's delivering it exactly the same way. And then he goes, the next step would probably be control of other people. Like, he's totally guessing. (laughs) It's so amazing. He's like, fuck it, who's to say? And he just, the things he says you can do just keep getting more and more fucking ridiculous until he gets to like 80 or 90% and then he stops. He just stops right there. And then one It's because he's waiting for somebody to ask him. He's like setting it up. <laughs> right. And then one of Luc Besson's horrible foreign extras raises his hand. And he, what would do? And he goes, but professor, what would happen if somebody... Yeah, 100%. He, he literally doesn't speak English for like three or four words. Like he does not speak English. He tries. And then like like way too close up shot of Morgan Freeman's face. Like it's 100% of the screen. Like his top and bottoms are getting cut off and he just smiles and goes i have no idea cut the look on his cut. face is sublime the he, look on his face is perfect he thinks he's it's like, hilarious he's spent he's his lo- entire he's life he, it he's up. gone through all the percentages he's never spent a second thinking about a hundred percent it makes you think it's just it's just he's, oh my he's God. gonna it's it's uh and he's just it, it's the perfect payoff and he's stoked that somebody finally asked the question oh you know? man and it's coy and and then I won't go through the entire movie because I could spend hours and hours talking about Lucy because I can't express to you how good it is. Listener, I know you understand, Ethan. You have to experience it. But um, at the, the, at the, the last third is just because eventually she travels through time. I don't even remember why. But it's just like the corniest effect of like. Well, her she's she's like flipping it, and, and and there's like a incredibly sped up sequence of like city traffic going right. and stuff. Yeah, but and it's like she's just, like scrolling through time. Yeah, it's like oh, and of course we have the also way early we have the scene where she's a computer genius and she's just like, where did you learn Cantonese just now? Five minutes ago, I'm Lucy, and but at the end, it's just like a shot of her. She's strapped to the chair. She's going whoa, and she's getting transported in, in, through through space and time, and it is absolutely. Oh my God! And then she touches fingers with the with the simian Lucy, and then she flies into space. And it's oh, it's it's my favorite movie. It's, my it's favorite like movie the, it's like the ending of every like you you know like the joke. It, it's going to be an instrumentality sequence, or it's like it's going to be two thousand one. Yeah. It's like all of them combined into one yep. glorious opus of of uh, mind fuckery at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she uh, turns into like a spoiler she she turns into like a space computer and then uh becomes a magic usb stick with all the information and then one of the guys gets a text message that says in all caps i am everywhere and then credits <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm probably even forgetting some some more great stuff but but man it's uh it is 
just unbelievable that that movie exists, and I've been kind of thinking about it ever since. And like one scene, just always in the back of your mind. One scene, because it's the way she gets her her brain powers is she gets a, a new street and synthetic uh, designer drug, a whole bag of it spills out inside her body, and at one point it's like giving her like a seizure, and it's a shot of this room. It's just a, a like a wide shot of this entire room, and she's in the corner. And the shot doesn't doesn't change this entire time. It's just a it's her writhing around like having a seizure on the floor. Hard cut to her writhing around on the wall. Hard cut to her mm-hmm. writhing around on the ceiling. There's no change in camera angle. It is it's it's a comedic scene. It's like it can't be. I can't see it as not comedic. It's hilarious. Um, he, he just has weird. Luc Besson has a weird take on how you would portray certain things. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, that's why I I love Lucy. You ever seen that show? It's laugh like that. track. Laugh track. Did that show have a laugh track? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Everything in a laugh track. Even mm. the news. At that point. The news. <laughs> oh, the humanity! Ha 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 ha! Things were really nice in the fifties. It was everything could be. Everything could get a chuckle. Uh. Anyways. So yeah, that that's all preface for the main so event. That's why I. That's why we had to see Valerian, and I gotta say Valerian. Um, it's obviously not at that level, but it has its moments. Um, and it's, it's definitely more, well, I wouldn't say, I would, I would say a lot of the choices are not, um, happy accidents, but they are accidents <laughs> and they are baffling. First, out the gate, the first baffling choice is the choice of leads for this movie. I, 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 I say, I think that's like instrumental to the entire movie is just a, a catastrophic miscasting. I don't even understand. I don't understand at all. Complete fuck up. This is the second time this year that Dane DeHaan has ruined the the good standing of an otherwise uh, beloved director. You said um, that a cure for uh, wellness uh, that had other problems. It had other problems. He's the biggest problem. Oh, so he's I, even. He's even. Okay. All right. He he. D- they did the thing there where like you would have in that movie he's playing kind of a smarmy. Um, like a smarmy fucking god, uh, stock market type, you know what I mean? Like, like he's like a yuppie, um, and he thinks he's got everything figured out. And it, it would, it would be a role suitable for a, a good looking, cool dude instead of an emaciated, yeah. uh, What's the, uh, horrible, like school shooter type. Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the girl's name is, uh, oh, it's Cara Delavine. Delavine? Delavigne? Delavine? Yes. Uh, I searched for Catherine Bigelow first. I would have preferred Catherine Don't. Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow is beautiful. Also, she's a legend. And she, yeah, she's not fucking this. So, yeah, Dane. Oh, God, I don't even know where to start with these people. Catherine Bigelow looks like a troll. She, <laughs> she looks like huh? a, she looks like fucking um, the kid from, uh, who's the child actor with the girl's name? The big fat guy now. Oh, God. Uh, D- Dana something? No, uh, what's his... Hold on. Um, shit. Look. The Spoils of Babylon. He's in The Spoils of Babylon. That's the thing I know him the best for. Okay. Which shows my priorities. Uh, Haley Joel Osment? Yes, Haley Joel Osment. Um, actually, no, she looks even worse than him. <laughs> he looks like an actual hamster personified, so I like... It, even more than James Murphy of LCD Sound System fame, so like I don't. Yeah, she just uh, looks like a fucking witch. Uh, she, she's just. Are you sure your your memory of her isn't being tainted by her playing a literal witch in 
Suicide Squad. I didn't even know that was like no, I I formed this opinion while I was watching the movie, not after when I was looking her up. She's just oh my god, it's just horrifying. She's a uh, she's one of the biggest models in the game right now. And then at one point, the line in this movie is, "Oh yeah, she's a ten, or no, she's a she's a <laughs> she's a dime." And I I really really tried not to just burst out laughing in the theater because she's she looks like uh, the worst like Eastern European hooker you could find. And that's saying something. Ugh. It's all about the eyebrows. How can her eyes be so dark? Like the eyebrows are one thing, but it's like her eyes are sunken three feet into her goddamn face. It's that heroin chic look, man. Like it's, it's there's like that's high fashion. Like, there's resting bitch face, but this is like resting fucking like uh, tr- tr- shrunken head face, like nasty, nasty resting lady. skull face. And then somehow Dane DeHaan has like the same thing. But the male version, um, but he just looks more like I don't know his face. Like I feel like he always has a scar, you know. But hmm. he, but he doesn't. He doesn't actually have a scar. The hair doesn't fucking help it's in this just, movie. It's just like they gave I, him this weird like comb forward bowl cut thing. He looks just, he looks like the sleaziest fucking weirdo. <laughs> and he's supposed to be he's supposed to be a, a military man. He's supposed to be like a he's supposed to be basically uh, Chris um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, not that Chris um, Pratt has to be in fucking everything, but you know he's supposed to be Tom Cruise or or, or um, just anyone. The anyone movie with opens charisma. with them on a beach and they're they're both in bathing suits and like he he makes a joke about how he's totally irresistible and he's this weird like alien looking motherfucker like his his yeah. torso is just kind of fucked up. He looks like he's they both look like they're twenty, so it doesn't make any sense for them to be talking about this way. He's talking about all his conquests. Uh, he's yeah, talking about how he like he's been in the military for nine years, but he yeah. like and looks like he, j- he. Go ahead. He is thirty-one in real life, but like Luke Besson, you that doesn't people don't know that it doesn't matter when you're watching the movie. This is this is like almost like it was cast by a Japanese person. Like they want right. they get the most slender, weird-looking Westerner they can get, and and then he's playing a character that's way too old for him. Um, Japanese just, people appreciate beauty more than our euro trash cousins <laughs> the french yep uh yeah so and his voice oh my god his voice i didn't even notice it in like other movies but he sounds like he's he never finished puberty or something like he, he sounds s- like he's doing a bad keanu reeves impression he to me sounds like i sound right now but at full volume which is not a good it's just his voice is like always on the verge of just being destroyed or something. He just he also can't really yell, which is a thing no. that he has to do in this movie several times. It's it's uh it's unfortunate. Um Sounds like it strains him to talk. No, I <laughs> I found uh, this episode's thumbnail. Okay. <laughs> Ah, get him away from me! No, Fucking gross. Oh, man. He looks. He, he you uh, know, he's a good casting choice for Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin because he uh, fucking looks like it outside of costume he too. Sh- he could be like when they oh, reboot Christ. Harry Potter, he can be Malfoy or something. You know, like it's just or uh, a fucking. He he could be Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh, now give me the sexy one, Dane. Um. So yeah, these the 
these characters don't make any sense. Their relationship doesn't make any sense. Um, they're he's immediately like hitting on her and and telling her about how serious he is this time, right off the bat, which doesn't make any sense because he looks like he's eighteen. Um, he he proposes and like that's supposed to be like this lingering thing like the entire time of like will they won't they, but it's it's played so much of a joke that like I think that uh, you you think it's gonna be a one off gag and then they play it the entire movie. Yeah, because it's like I, uh, it, it, yeah, it's impossible to feel like these characters have some kind of past because they're ridiculously young looking the, 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 and, and they're just utter lack of chemistry it sounds like it looks like they shot anytime there there are singles of them and they're communicating it's like they shot them on completely different days without like with a, a stand-in on set or something like there's just no chemistry at all uh she reacts way too much i don't know if you noticed this but like they'll cut to her for a reaction shot and then like there's a, a particularly egregious one where they would it's shot reverse shot. So Dane DeHaan says something, she reacts, like does like an eye roll, and then he says something, and then she does an even more exaggerated eye roll, and it's just they're not on the same wavelength at all. Um, yeah, it doesn't help that she always looks just pissed and really bitchy and like she wants to be anywhere else, which is probably true, don't blame her, but, um, and, and he always sounds like he's on the verge of fucking throwing up, so it, it's, just, it's not a good combo. <laughs> Um, I've got a, I've got another review thing here, um, which is just horribly wrong. This is from, uh, San Francisco Chronicle. They gave it three out of four stars. (laughs) Uh, a movie for science fiction fans who wish every minute of Star Wars was at the cantina scene, uh, which is just a a very, very optimistic take on this movie. Well, it's like, it's like Jedi's cantina scene where it's like bad, (laughs) Um, with the singing. It's no, you know what it is. It's like the '50s diner scene in Episode Two. There you go. Just that, stretched that, out an entire movie. Yes, exactly. Well, but with more variety. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like that, but also trying to be Avatar, because you said it opens up with them on a beach, but it actually opens up um on another beach, <laughs> uh, with uh, oh, right. all of these big skinny uh alien people in uh in this in this uh utopia. And you can tell that Luke Besson thinks it's a utopia because uh, there's no civilization and no one wears any clothes and there's no technology. The no- and everyone's it's still a, it's a, a very standard noble savage everyone, intro uh, where like they're in touch with nature and yes. and this girl spins around like a dozen times because she's whimsical. <laughs> she spin she's going to get a fucking. She's going to go dizzy. <laughs> and yeah, they all uh, collect uh, raw materials with uh, just uh, on sacks on their back. And, um, and, and, uh, it's a monarchy, paradise. which is not in my version of no, 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 it's perfection. A, it's a, no, 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 it's okay. It's a queen, not a king. So it's fine. Is it? Um, I thought that was a dude. Well, it's a king, but it's obviously female. Voiced by a lady. Yeah. Right? So, um, but, uh, and then they get, uh, exploded and then Dane DeHaan <laughs> rapidly wakes up, which is funny. Um, and, uh, the people have, I saw a lot of people praising the first half hour of this movie, um, which is, uh, it did, but they, but they immediately start, it, like the movie grinds to a fucking screeching halt when we get to Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne on the beach. Like they start to go into witty banter mode where they're walking around a spaceship and it's just so slow. It just feels so slow for whatever it's just because like yeah, they they're have a, a very clicking generic uh you know banter sessions of of 
she thinks he's a man whore and he he's totally ready to commit but maybe he's not but but that doesn't that, that, it just doesn't fucking work what that's not what banter is banter isn't like and they're discussing his sex life which is just so like and that works if they're not going to be a thing but he's a gigantic sleazeball and the audience immediately doesn't like him so like oh god yeah, there's really it's, no it's reason to- for him to have a change of heart it's yeah they just start off on the completely wrong foot and i guess his arc is kind of over at that point in that (laughs) like he he's already proposing like for real apparently so and they never there's never development in their relationship other than they save each other once or twice yeah i don't think anything happens over the course of this movie to make him a uh a more dedicated man so no he doesn't have any kind of in fact he's seduced kind of by another woman at one point like <laughs> where he watches the strip performances like totally tantalized so like that kind of goes against what they're trying to push there i don't know um but i i think i think i i think what i saw people praising was the whole um the whole uh, uh you know vr shopping center uh district scene uh with uh, cuz the the first half hour of this movie uh, is them trying to get a a, a MacGuffin from uh, yes. this huge uh, intergalactic bazaar. That, this that this can, job of the hut, if you will. Yes, voiced by uh, John Goodman. Did you notice? Oh, I noticed. Yeah. It's uh, impossible fucking not but, to. But uh, I've noticed this thing, and I think I, I, think I know the reason um, people really love this first um, half hour, and it's because I've, n- I've noticed recently that people are absolutely uh, fast. People are are totally susceptible to loving VR in any form in fiction, uh, and they're just absolutely captivated by it and love it every time. You ready for Ready Player One to win Best Picture next year? Was, that's just what I was about to mention because, like, I remember that trailer looks like fucking shit. By the way, just throwing that out there. I've if you've it, if I've seen I've heard about some passage I've read people have been posting some passages from that book <laughs> and it's like it oh my god the one i heard was um because it's just non-stop pop culture references it's the entire book right it's a it's a celebration yeah. of nerddom it's, it's it's like the stuff we like because we're nerds this one know? it's one for us nerds yeah us nerds fucking star wars you like star satisfy wars satisfy your inner nerd star wars only made a billion dollars nerdy um but uh, it's only the biggest pop culture sensation in human history uh, um but uh, the pa- the sentence was like naming all the famous directors. It was like Spielberg, uh, uh, Lucas, Coppola, blah blah blah, and of course, uh, and of and of course, Kevin Smith. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was totally serious. Um, so it's it's you know it's Big Bang Theory the movie, um, and it's just gonna be god awful. Uh, it's is there name a good VR thing? Is there a good execution of that ever? You mean in in like a film? Any anything? You mean like a VR game? Could that count? No, no. I'm saying like like the the narrative of you jack into a VR world. Oh, I mean no, because you're automatically removing a, a, a consequence. Or if you have to make if if to, if, if you have to make uh, stakes, then they're going to be seen you're very trapped. artificial. Yeah, like the God, like it's so insane. Like because to us. If you die in the game, you die in real life is so cliched. That Literally it, a punchline. It's a cliche to even make fun of that as a cliche anymore because it's like making fun of if you die in the game, you die in real life is so old at this point. 
um, like if like that's a, just a naturally a joke to us. The idea that that culture has become so starkly stratified, stratified that there's a a large section of the populace, probably seven six five hundred million dollars worth, uh, that that see if you die in the game, you die in your real life, and are totally stoked by it, is crazy to me. It's, it's the you, the the however many million dollars you're referring to. Or we call those normies. It's like <laughs> it's like if fifty percent of the population heard uh, "Slay the Dragon" and "Rescue the Princess" and went, "Whoa, this is got this is some crazy new ideas that I'm really interested in." It's it's nuts. It's like existing in a in a world before I am your father, right? Or, or no, I am your yeah. No, it is I'm your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like just uh, a total disconnect like you you can't even bring yourself to that person's level because you would have to remove like five years of your life ready player one is the reason i can't talk i can't even communicate with like 80 percent of people it's like you can, you know how uh, you, if when species differentiate enough they can't breed together yeah it's like that where you can't breed with any of those people and i'm not trying to be an elitist it's like i literally speak a completely different fucking language <laughs> i don't want you know thanks internet Fuck. Um, I noticed it like four years ago when people were real, or five years ago, when people were like really, really into sword art online, and they were like, <laughs> "This is this is like this creates an amazing, fascinating world." It's like, no, it's fucking a. Fa- it's a video game. It's a fantasy world where occasionally they bring up like a holographic UI in front of their hands. It's the most boring, fucking generic shit ever. It's it's like the 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 the. the the world is the least interesting part of Sword Art Online. It's fucking ridiculous. And yet I saw people that I've never seen interested in anime being like, oh, Sword Art Online, this, this is a pretty cool concept. Like, what? You're fucking out of your mind, dude. Uh, I, think, I think we might be getting away from the point. Sorry. I fucking hate it's VR. Good, no, it's cool. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, this first section is 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 espionage in, in VR. Oh, no. Can I can I make a quick note about yeah. so you know they're they're jacking into the other world or whatever you know like they're using the hand thing to put a limb in the other dimension, um, the dimension that they're entering is like totally dense and populated and cool and like or I say cool but there's like there's things happening it's dynamic, and then the other dimension that they're jacking in from <laughs> is like this totally flat environment where, where like it looks like really early green screen because like they're walking on a completely flat surface and like there, there's just people walking around in empty space aimlessly right and it just looks really really cheap it looks like they're walking in front of a green screen it, it's just it's so I, and like i guess i guess that's kind of the point because they're supposed to be in a, an environment where there's not a ton going on so they can interact with the other world yeah, it's it's but, it's a deliberate juxtaposition between the denseness of 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 that bizarre and the, and the you know the re, in in our dimension it's just like a literal desert uh I didn't, but it plays against the strengths of uh cgi like it just doesn't it doesn't look dynamic or interesting in any way because it, right. it, it you could have like actually done that you could have just actually had several hundred people walking around a desert you know with things on but there those are all inserted in posts so like it doesn't really it's it it's there's not much really interesting happening there um i don't know it just looked cheap to me every time they cut back to it yeah most of the but, it, but like most of it looks good in this movie i don't know like they, 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 there was a budget and it's all on screen oh yeah though the one thing every critic agrees on is that this movie looks uh damn nice uh, uh 
pretty pretty sweet. I think the audio design is weak, though. I'm gonna say it. I, th- I think the I think oh it like God. sounds like freesounds.org. I had almost totally ass. forgot about the fucking gun noises. Yeah, the guns sound like they sound like it was a dude doing it with his mouth. It's like pee, 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 pee. they sound wimpy as hell. Also, the soundtrack sucks. It's like the mo- that's another instance of like you just went to oh, uh, yeah. a royalty free music website and, and just collected the first s- exciting music. Searched for, searched for epic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Lucasfilm actually did the sound design in this movie. Oh my! Maybe they're like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you for trying to copy us." I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna dick your movie well, down long? real good. Star Wars was a ripoff of Valerian, so you can't tell call this a you know. Aw, who got there first? <laughs> who got their cinematic landscape set up first? Who can say? I can't stop looking at Dane Don's fucking palm in this photo. It looks like a vagina. It looks so mo- much. Can like you a link vagina. me? No, oh, no. it's it's the it's the, oh, it's the, the look at it. It's like he's got this weird dark spot in the middle of his hand that looks just like a, either a teardrop or the female anatomy. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But oh, um, God, he's so um, disgusting. <laughs> um, but uh, by the way, this MacGuffin that they're trying to capture is um, this little animal that uh, breaks down energy. It breaks down these oh, these, fuck. these pearls into other pearls, and it's like a little dra- a little chubby dragon you can hold in your hand. And when you put one of these, like, there's, like, some of these pearls are more powerful than others, so you got to break them down. So, you know, they, you put the powerful pearl in this um, in this little dragon guy, and all these pearls just spill out of him, like, hundreds and hundreds. And the look on its face <laughs> as they're spilling out, it is in absolute agony. Like, it's just in such distress. It's just going, whoa, no. And, it also, like, go ahead. And, it's, and it's, the other thing is that it's like, it looks like embarrassed because everyone's looking at it. <laughs> and it's just, they're just, they're not falling out of it. It's like cloaca or whatever. They're just going all over the place. They it just appear, it amazing. seems more like. Yeah. Um, but the, the dragon is like, doesn't look like the rest of the movie at all to me. It looks like a weird 80s heavy metal dragon design. <laughs> Like if if like heavy metal magazine had a, a little baby dragon in it, that's what it would look like. Also, she, at one point, Cara Delevingne, uh, as a space warrior girl, uh, says that he has the most beautiful eyes, and the eyes are like the least remarkable thing about the dragon. <laughs> They're like just totally nondescript blue eyes. She couldn't compliment its like its like tail. That'd be that'd be weird. Oh, you've got beautiful eyes, and they're just like kind of human-esque yeah. eyes. eyes. But like, you know who has beautiful eyes? The aliens in this movie got beautiful eyes. Oh yeah, not not that dragon. Um. So uh, let's see what happens after they they get the they get the thing. They they go into and then they finally get to. Well, I don't even remember what the city's called. It's the city of a thousand planets. Oh my god, we totally forgot the very actual beginning of this movie. Right. There's like three intros. Oh my god. It's Days control with your tongue. It actually it's opens on shitting that. on the death of David Bowie. Uh, not only is it the most obvious song, but it's actually a good song and you, and it's you can't Oh god damn it. David Bowie. Um but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's uh humanity's um uh space progress and much like many other Luc Besson scenes, it goes into um, you know, it goes into realistic fiction, and then it goes into nonsense. <laughs> I liked that sequence. That's like, oh, I think dude. that's like the most, it, it's, uh, it's goofy, but it's like actually effective. When we get um, like, we get like, 
we get like the the American astronauts, and then we get like the Russian astronauts, and they shake hands, and then we get like the Chinese astronauts, and they shake hands, <laughs> and then we go off the rails into Arab astronauts, and they have the veils. They have alien. They've they've got their their like metal hats. Like they're like they're oh, uh, what the hell is it called? Um, their turbans are, are yeah, made it's of just like the fact that metal. they have turban spacesuits is like I'm sorry, it's just inherently comedic to me. And then it's they the, and they shake yeah. hands, and then we cut to the the black Africans, African astronauts, and then they shake hands, and oh my god, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh man, it's good stuff. It's like, yeah, and then aliens show up. It's like who do you think? Who do you think you're? Who do you think you're 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 uh you're appealing to, Luke? You're just saying they're gonna get there last. It's not like <laughs> it's a ways off too. They're skipping tens of years at a time. Like it's apparently oh, we didn't man. give them any help. We just let them figure it out. Fuck. And then yeah, we get crazy blue guys and and all that. But uh, God, the 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 Nigerian space crew is is. That was a that was a great highlight for me, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a city of a thousand planets because I guess it's it's there's a thousand planets uh, represented there because they all uh, went there. But then they say at one point they say the population's like thirty million, which isn't that high. I don't know. Maybe they're just like a symbolic populace there. Like they've got like a couple there just as a uh, for politics and stuff. Sure representation got to be represented in the city of a thousand planets man um but yeah they they go there and um they're 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 like two special operatives in like the the worst functioning military of all time it's like there's no there's no top down it's like i guess it's just every movie military where just like anyone could just kind of suggest what they do and then they just go along with it we also don't really ever feel the full might of this military. It's only just this one particular tiny section. That's it. Right. Like, um, and, then, and we're, and then we learn immediately that the, the guy, two ranks above them is evil, and he's torturing one of these uh, avatar uh, uh, savages, and um, and the but the guy above them is 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 good man. So, and the the main point of this movie is they've discovered a. A gigantic radioactive zone that's taken up like a third of this space tr- structure. So you'd think there'd be more panic. Like that's the, there'd be a lot of people in there, um, but apparently no one's noticed. So uh, they have to take this little dragon guy to, to in there so we can break down all the radiation or whatever. Um, and then uh, let's see, what do they do after that? There's like some kind of meeting between all the all the quote-unquote humans because all humanoid creatures are uh, just referred to as people i guess hmm. and then very um, progressive these uh the the avatar creatures bust in and they have this goo gun and they goo all these people and uh take the uh and they, they take evil man with them and uh but it turns out they were looking for the little dragon who uh who uh witch ladies holding on to <clears throat> So the uh, so then uh, what happens? I don't know. I don't. You saw it. You just the, saw it. Um, <laughs> things that happen in Valerian. Uh, th- so they 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 have to go get the the general right. Like, isn't that the next step? Is they have to go get their general back because they abducted him because they thought that he had the little baby dragon, but right. it was actually and then girl girl lady who Dane, had it. Dane DeHaan. Oh right, Dane DeHaan's in a chase scene with them, and then he disappears. 
to he, carry. He, he, he pops out his little baby ship and then follows him really quickly along corridors yeah. and stuff. Through, through and then a he very, crashes. Very nice looking sequence. Again, this is a this is the most expensive French movie of all time. Also, the most expensive independent film ever made. What uh, what does that mean? It doesn't. What is the independent film? What's the criteria it, for that exactly? It doesn't have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, let's look at the definition of independent film. Go on. Because with games, it means there's no publisher. It is produced outside of the major film studio system. Major? So it's just... Okay. It's not part of the cabal. No. Not all, the, it's not all owned by Rich Rupert Murdoch. Or the... the, uh, the uh, oh, my God. Illuminati? Um, the Luminati? Cartel. Cabal and cartel, kind of the same word, but I just wanted to say both of them. Um, so then Cara Delevingne has to enlist the help of these omnipotent uh, comedic uh, elephant boys. <laughs> you forgot grotesque. That's, that's also... Yeah, I They've mean, got these, like... T- they're, they're just gross and muddy looking like they look like a like an xbox original enemy or something I mean, they, they're like they're information dealers so i guess they're kind of be, supposed to be a little unappealing but yeah they're they just got tr- they're big rats with trunks basically and they finish each other's sentences and they're supposed to be funny but they're just not they're just a pain in the ass it reminds me a lot of like old sword sorcery stuff where you you know you come across like witch or something who's going to give you information exchange uh but instead they're just there's no charm to it really they just feel shoved in there i don't know yeah just as as flavor because we got to have as many crazy aliens as possible but including uh, rihanna (laughs) we'll get to rihanna fuck me but uh these things um like they uh they ask for money and then she just they have the back and forth where she just keeps threatening to hurt them and but then they say well if you hurt us uh you can't get the information and then she's like oh Okay, and then she asks, and then she gives them some money, and then they say this isn't enough money, and then she threatens to hurt them again, and then they say, okay, we'll tell you, which doesn't make any sense at all. Well, then she shoots one of them, right? No, she threatens to, I think. Or No, or no she, 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 she shoots one of them in the wing. Again, like, which, doesn't, like, which doesn't make any sense, because they still know that if she kills one of them, she won't get it. it she's, they sound genuine that the information is divided equally between all three. I don't know. Whatever. But the point is, they tell her that what she has to do is capture a magic jellyfish that tells her the future. Oh, God. <laughs> so This um, was this lost me. I was like, we, I didn't understand that she was going after this jellyfish. Are, well, yeah, they tell her that she has to... Or actually, yeah, they don't really establish that it's the jellyfish she's going after. She, they just say, you have to go here. And we don't know what she's doing. But uh, we, um, we come across... I Actually, I think my favorite character in the movie is this pirate guy. He's out there, for sure. Um, and, yeah, she meets up with him in this sort of, um, you know, this, this wharf area of, of um, the city. And he's got this dinky little submarine. And she goes, I don't know why she has to go in the submarine with him. Because he's piloting. I guess she presses a couple buttons. But uh, this is one of the main detours in the movie that is not really all that important. <laughs> or interesting. Um, it's, it, it's got, they kind of do some, some episode one underwater stuff where it's like, there's a big fish and they could eat us. Yeah. There are these huge Whoa. underwater, like, um, uh, bear, bear bugs almost. Um, but they're gigantic. Um, and they have to, uh, get the, the jellyfish out of, uh, wait, I said bear bug. It's some, it's called something else. I don't know. Whatever. 
Um, it's not important. They have to get the jellyfish out of this. It's a symbiotic relationship. They got to get the jellyfish out of these guys' uh, blowholes or whatever. And then there's a, yeah, there's a big, another, another chase sequence. Very tense. Um, Hold on. Can I, I'm just going to take a second. I just noticed something. Yeah. The music was done by Alexander Desplat. <laughs> which is it's, it's almost like a joke last name <laughs> god alexander desplat oh it's alejandre desplat oh it's alejandre is that what that is that how you pronounce that i think so maybe it looks like alexander. oh he did the king's speech and benjamin button no, he's a, he just special, specializes in boring things <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put my flavor on desplat and he just throws some fucking ink on a on a page and the music comes out <coughs> so um in one of my favorite scenes in this movie um cara delavine has to uh go on a crazy psychedelic trip inside by putting by sticking her head in this jellyfish <laughs> um, uh, that, did you did that also seem crudely edited to you i think they added a joke in I oh have a theory. no obviously yeah people have, i i noticed this immediately where she says i'm gonna stick my head in this thing's ass but they edited it so she says head so that the little so they could, so yeah. they could say actually it's not its head or it's not its mouth so but it's probably like what, what what is that is that we can get another joke in here or we, yes. you can't say ass in this movie no it's it's we can get another joke in or we, you know we okay. had enough money for four more seconds of cg for these little elephant guys embarrassing, embarrassing. So they can make this uh poopy butt joke um but then uh, we, it's just it's edited in a very luke Besson way where it's just a, a close-up of her face and she's going Whoa! and then zoom in and it's just it's just a crazy drug trip where she sees where valerian is um and that's great uh so she goes and find him and then she touches a fishing a, a, a butterfly that's actually a fishing rod in uh in this uh, on this cliff face and then we get our like a how long would you say this detour is like 30 40 minutes uh, which which detour exactly the entire sequence of him rescuing her from these oh. from these oh um, god no, that's big, 40 minutes fat w- after we meet rihanna b- not, okay, not so. after it's like the point from her rescuing him to her needing to be rescued it's, and then it's like immediate. I, I forgot that that's totally just immediate. Like that's you immediate. jump from, yeah. Uh, I would say long, that's probably forty minutes. Yeah, it's got to be like forty fucking minutes of she then gets captured by these huge, um, fat creatures, and he has to rescue her by getting a shape shifting creature who was played goop, by Rihanna, monster. and then going all the way to fucking rescue her and fighting off these things. And it's completely pointless to the plot. And it takes, it's 40 minutes of this fucking film. It is absolutely insane. You could have cut yeah, the entire thing. Yeah, it's superfluous. could have cut the entire thing. But then you wouldn't have been able to get Rihanna. Let's talk about Rihanna, baby. All right. So he goes into this sleazy red light district because he needs a, some nonsensical word that they made up. And he finds this, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not quite stripper. It's like a... Uh, a burlesque dancer. Burlesque dancer, yes. But the crazy sci-fi twist is that twist is that she's um, a shapeshifter, so she shapeshifts into all these different outfits as she dances around. And it's it's like a two-minute sequence of her dancing. It just keeps going. It and just keeps going. Every, you think like, every five, how long could it go for? Every five seconds, it cuts to Dane DeHaan trying to look like he's horny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's so good, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, it sucks and it's pointless and it's not even that tantalizing. And then he, um, he tells her that, uh, it's, it's just like this thing where it's like, oh, I loved it, but, and she's like, oh, what? It turns out she's very insecure and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, She's very proud of her of her art. Willing she, to, she likes her craft. She wants, she wants to please him by any means. So she's just like, "What? I can do anything. Just, I, I'll do anything. Just, just tell me what you want." And he refuses to like say just what he wants to keep the bit going. Um, but then, um, yeah, they he, he has to uh, enlist her to disguise himself as one of the big fat dudes, so that he can rescue Kara from being eaten by their their king, who wants to. Uh, eat her head like an orange or whatever but fucking rihanna is like so she plays this horrible blob blue blob creature named bubble but they put they 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 slapped rihanna's lips onto like a fish monster goop thing uh like it's like it's got like the weird um uncanny valley stuff of you know god what's the movie that will smith is in where he uh is it will smith it's Will Smith, right? Uh, I don't know what movie you're talking a, about. You gotta tell me. A, he plays a fish. He plays a fish in it. Oh, a, f- a shark's tail. Shark tail. Shark tail. Shark tail. Uh, it, it's got like that thing going, where <laughs> they, they kind of incorporate elements of her face into the goop monster, and it just looks horrific. Yeah, and um, and uh, man. And there's a really, really ham-fisted line where she says, like, what else am I supposed to do when I'm an illegal immigrant? And then she stares yeah, straight yeah, at the camera. Yeah, Yep, yep. Um, it was fucking brutal. Um, Just remove, rip me as far out of the movie as possible, please. But then after 20 minutes of knowing Rihanna, after she saves them, she dies for no reason. Uh, and, we, like, Dane DeHaan is holding this horrifying blob in his hand, and she has Rihanna's voice, and she said it's already funny and then she says something like life is more painful than death <laughs> and, my, it's my tumblr blog you found oh my god <laughs> and um and then we get a tearful goodbye scene for for fucking rihanna and uh it's unbelievable that's you, fantastic you, it was the most beautiful performance i've ever seen oh, oh god sorry i'm just being dane Hahn. Your your horrible goopy mass makes me want to vomit profusely. Oh God! Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the reviews I said I saw was uh, said uh, Rihanna should forget this ever happened. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's already moved but, on. But you know, we had to dedicate 40 minutes of this fucking movie to Rihanna because she needs a boost. She'll uh, be a thing eventually. She was already in that one battleship movie. She's gonna make uh, it, baby. Yeah, they're. I think she'll do all right. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta get my cat off my keyboard. Oh, man. Reddit, am I right? Mike, she always sits like this. Oh, man. Whenever I'm browsing Lay Rabbit, my my kitty cat comes and sits on my keyboard. Get off there, you kitty cat. Please don't upvote. (laughs) Please don't upvote my cat. Um. Test post. So, yeah, then they, uh... I don't know. Everything that happens after that is like whatever. They discover the uh, the secret plot by um, high-ranking military man to hide the fact that they accidentally or they purposefully destroyed a planet uh, inhabited by peaceful uh, 
natives um, to to uh, avoid paying insurance or something. Avoid paying compensation damages. Damages. Um, <laughs> Get rid of the, the the trail, man. It's, it's somebody would come after him. And um, you know that's a silly sequence where they're just like you, and where he's just like. I needed to do it. Ah, I'm evil because, uh... I need to be for the plot. I, uh... It's just like... Like... Luke Besson's like, how can I give this... How can I give this guy... Um... You know, how can I make him believe he's doing the right thing, but make sure no one in the audience thinks he has a point. (laughs) So, he keeps going on and on about the economy... And he never, he never mentions like, oh, if the economy crashes, then way more people would have died, because that's the obvious thing he would appeal to. But then Luke Besson probably thinks like, well, then someone in the audience will, will, uh, will sympathize with them. So all he cares about is the economy or something. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta handhold your your audience. You can't let them have their own original thoughts at all. Yes, very much so. Um, so we get that and then um we get the the amazing the most comedic um part of the movie in my opinion is when they're um uh uh sort of in a in a like minority report or scooby-doo-esque manner like telling the guy what he really did and then we get flashbacks as to how it really (laughs) happened right so um way earlier in the movie by the way we are told of this um this officer who was mysteriously killed, um, who, who died, you know, 10 years I ago. I wonder who did it. And we get a quick flashback to him <laughs> sitting like at a desk and then he turns around and there's a gun pointed at his head and he looks at it and then quick cut back to the present. And it, again, hundred percent comedically edited, uh, absolutely fucking Is, hysterical. Are there like whoosh sound effects? Like whoosh. Yes. Whoosh, and, and then, then you guy, guy turns around, sees a gun and goes whoosh, and then fl- re- re- return to the flashback from the flashback. So, just hysterical. And that was hilarious. But then, um, we get the, with, with, with the true story of what, uh, what happened. And, um, it's like this guy knew too much or I don't even remember why they killed him. Why the, why the, off, why the, why military man killed him. But uh loose ends or something. It's just like uh like Dane DeHaan says to him, he he goes like uh you you knew there were you knew there were uh you knew there was native life on the planet and then flashback and it's the, the, the black officer approaching this guy going, Sir, we're detecting signs of native life on the planet <laughs> and that was the one instance of the movie where I actually heard someone else in the theater burst out laughing. <laughs> because it was Oh my it's literally like that wasn't that that wasn't that was verbatim. I didn't make that up. You know. I he, can confirm. He really he really says that. Um and then it's a there's another flashback to this guy and it's like a panning shot of his face and he's always he's always looking straight ahead. He's never looking like just past the camera. He's always looking straight ahead, perpendicular to the camera and he's going I want no survivors. And that was the one instance where I allowed myself to burst out laughing in the theater because at that point <laughs> I didn't care. At that point, it was absolutely uh, irredeemable. Um, and then uh, we get the same flashback of Black Man turning around, seeing the gun, but then it's him, it's the guy holding the gun. Oh, my God. 
Um, what a twist! I was I was floored, I was totally <laughs> blown away in the theater by this just humdinger of a twist. I was oh fuck man, shook. Uh, and then um, Dane DeHaan punches military guy, and Cara Delevingne says, "I taught him that." What is it? But 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 what? Right? What does that line mean? You taught him. You taught him how to punch somebody in the face. Are you, there, there must have been a cut scene. They must have cut something where like she punched a dude, or or, I, or, or I like uh, maybe they're just retarded. Like maybe that too. Um, oh my god! But uh, uh, on top of that, so there's a prolonged action sequence where these robots that were set up earlier in the movie right. start attacking the the, whor- the poor Moon Men, the poor Navi. Um, and she's just wailing on Clive Owen. She's fucking, oh, she yeah. must punch him in the face a dozen times. Yeah, she's, she like tells Dana Han, like, all right, you go do this plot thing. And then she's like, I got this guy. And then it's, 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 <laughs> she, it's just her punching him in the face over and over again. He's lying on his stomach. He's probably unconscious. And it just holds on her. And she, she doesn't just stop. Keep punches, punches, punching him. You know, like in a movie, where, like it's like, stop, you're going too far after like five punches. Right. It's she one of those, but she just keeps going. Full in. And then it cuts to something else and she never stops. And then it cuts back later and she's still punching him, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <sighs> oh, man. Um... And then uh, at the end, um, he says, I only want your name in my playlist. And then they make out. And then there's a, a cool, um, I don't even know what genre music, modern song it is. Uh, and then Licensed tie-in music with Rihanna, probably. Probably something. Like, or no, it actually might be Cara Delevingne. There's a... I don't know. She I don't, does she do music? She Whatever, I heard a song important. from her. It's not the same song, but yeah, it might be her. But uh, yeah, it's and then there's a really nasty kiss between these these two uh, uh, fucking imps. And uh, yeah, man, boy, it's Luke Besson does it again. It's not. It's not Lucy. It's a different thing. It's a. It's. It's like a more eccentric Jupiter ascending, you know? That's exactly my takeaway. Of less boring Jupiter ascending right. with less politics um, uh, and, and less, uh, what is it, magical realism? What is it? Uh, sure. I don't know. Fuck it. Because, it, yeah. Um, there's like a level... You have a grounded character in Jupiter ascending in the main character, whoever played it. I don't remember who played it in that movie. Um, but... Like there, there. You have a gateway into the universe if you were paying attention to that movie for more than five minutes, which I was not. Mm. Um, this movie is batshit all the way through. Yeah, there's no normalcy in and this movie. Fifty like percent of this movie is not relevant to the plot, really. Um, I would say that this is the least normal movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it just kind of shucks convention. All the dialogue uh, is very normal and very, very bad. I no, mean, but it, it's not. It's also not super normal dialogue. It's just like quips that are thrown into space, basically. Like yeah, they're not really. It's they're just left to hang. It's Markov chain like. I would say, we're halfway uh, to having algorithms write movies. You know, it's like just it, Luke Besson is our algorithm. It sound. It sounds this, like. Right? It sounds like translation. Yeah, I know that he's the only credited writer on this movie is Luke Besson. Uh, but Didn't it sounds like it's being it. translated or something. Or I, I, I feel like I have a theory that this movie would be 
better if it was an anime. It's it was just like because you you have a, a disconnect where you know like how an anime they'll totally fuck up a bad boy that plays by his own rules character like yeah. they'll just miss they'll just make a mistake and not write that character right. Um, and you can kind of chalk it up to like you know bad translation or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's what what uh, you can. Um, God, what Dane DeHaan's character kind of is is like a just a totally miswritten bad boy, and he's like and it, it, he's slight like slight and kind of fragile looking in a way that anime yeah. is. He's either um, miswritten or miscasted. You just got to switch out one of those. I would <clears throat> say it's maybe both. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I I don't know what the original comic is like. It's probably not like this. They couldn't stop putting Cara Delevingne in, like, scant clothing. Like, she she's in a bathing suit for, like, the majority of this movie, and not, like, and it's just distracting, like, more than anything. Yeah, it's, it's like, because there's, like, it's sometimes he's supposed to be really cool and suave, but sometimes they're just, like, two really fucking fucked up misfits where where like they don't they wear weird clothes and like and like there's they're like just bizarre and the military looks down on them even though they're in the military and and god the military outfits can we talk about the military outfits after you're done with your thought oh that dude's chest plate what is it <laughs> what is the chest plate it's, it's like it's got like circuit me. boards fucking f- and no, then it's, it's painted like gold you took all the prop metals you had and glued them on with no symmetry and no regard for like utter mess f- for like rotational correctness like they're not upright you could they could be in any at any rotational t- space possible. It's the future, bro. They're just glued them on like random, like macaroni art. It's why does he put it on? Why what? does he put that on? It's because I guess he's going to this to the 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 meeting, like the 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 fuck. But or maybe it's chest art. It's it looks in. It's just I. What a horrible design! I can't see it as not comedic. Everything it looks like Power Rangers. Movies. It's fuck me. Yeah, man. Uh. And uh, yeah, also Cara Delevingne just looks like a uh, what's the word for really, really dangerously skinny? Oh God, emaciated, emaciated, uh, just uh, just um, like a, a a fucking Bosnian crack addict, uh, or maybe meth. I don't know. Any it's, uh, man, oh man, where's Bosnia? <laughs> no, I was right. Oh man, yeah. that's I, all I can really say at this point is oh man, golly gee, what a mess. <laughs> Yeah, uh, whew. uh, yeah, not a, not it's a good movie. Bad, real bad movie. Real really bad, bad movie. movie. Uh, f- fuck, uh, yeah, f- fun, fun moments. Thanks, Luke. Son. I, as soon as the credits started, I said, thanks, Luke. I said it out loud and I meant it. I was being genuine. <laughs> he knocked another one out of the park. I will, I will probably. You've crafted another perplexing cinematic experience. I don't think I've seen another movie in theaters this year. Did we go to anything? Fast, fast eight. Shit. Okay. All right. I thought. Which was also that was also that uh, was a wait. Fine. That was um, worth worth the wait. One of my most fun move theater experiences. But uh, but uh, yeah, you're 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 doing pretty well so far. You know, it's you just got to hit one more, and then you'll have a trifecta. Yeah, of I have good schlock. Great schlock. I have baffling schlock, and i'll get something else by the end of the year oh right you i gotta just i gotta go see geostorm we saw a preview what? for geostorm did you not see a preview for geostorm 
No. Oh, oh, there was a trailer I wanted to mention. I, t- um, I told you about the, about Geostorm. That's the one with um, right with uh, uh, oh god, what's his name? Fuck. The one who's uh, in, uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, and he's in space, and it's the day after tomorrow, and the trailer is just like cities being destroyed and thousands of people being frozen to death with like with like cock rock behind it, like it's it's insane. And then at one point, a guy leans over a person at a terminal, and he goes, "It's a geostorm." It's incredible. Gotta see geostorm. Um, did you see that Samuel L. Jackson is wearing yet another hat in another movie? Oh, what is it? Fucking, um... He's got a black beanie on in that movie. What movie? Um, it's a... It's got sexy Green Lantern Man on it. Uh, uh sexy. Or in it. Uh, Ryan, uh, uh... Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Is what it movie? Ryan Reynolds? What movie is it? Um, he, he play. They're like... He play. Ryan Reynolds plays like a secret agent man. Ex, he does, he does like... Super cool drive car man stuff. Oh, right. He's going to be in uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, and yes, that's Sammy J. Yes. And, and he's he, got a black... This time, he wears a black beanie. Oh, does he really? He, they, can, they cannot stop just putting headwear on Samuel L. Jackson and having him go. I don't remember that from the trailer, but yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, yep. He doesn't so have it in the poster. I I he I seem to to remember him wearing it a lot in the trailer, but maybe it's just I'm in watching the, scene the trailer. He doesn't have, he does not have a beanie. Oh, okay, he has a beanie in one shot. Okay, so maybe there's there's gonna be scenes of beanie, and then he'll be bald. I think which, uh, like maybe he, he'll finally be freed of, beanie, of his. Man. I'm seeing no beanie in here. He'll, he'll be he'll be freed of his headwear prison that he's been in for five years now, where they just swap out the hat on Samuel L. Jackson and let yeah. him read lines. We saw him in last laugh. time I saw him was in Kong Skull Island, and he yes. had he didn't have any um, any distinct member, like a regalia there. He just kind of had a military right. outfit. I think. I thought he had I thought he had a hat on. Man. Hold on, Samuel Jackson's Kong Skull Island. He's got a he's got a a, a bucket hat on, oh. or a safari hat. Right. All right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah, totally. Like a army fisherman hat and aviators. Yeah. All right. So. Man, uh. I could have gone and seen the new Planet of the Apes movie, but instead I saw this. Yeah, no, I knew I had to. Uh, oh my God, there's a guy in this. There's a guy in this Hitman's Bodyguard trailer, who looked a lot like Mike Sto- Mike Stoklasa, but he's not. <laughs> it's funny because he looks exactly like Mike Stoklasa, and he's also wearing an sh- outfit that looks a lot like a Star Trek outfit. <laughs> That's weird. Whatever. Um, yeah, so Valerian is. Another solid entry in the Luke Luke Besson, um canon. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in in the trophy case. You did it again, buddy. I can't wait. Keep it is up, he, champ. Is he confirmed to be doing anything else soon? I mean, not after losing Lucy, $200 million. Lucy, Lucy, too. He's he's like writing or something. Oh, I'm so psyched about Tusi. Please. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's directing. Oh my God! Yeah, it's see. IMDb has said Lucy Two's announced for years now. I don't really trust it. Fingers crossed, though. On the Luke Besson Wikipedia page, it is saying that he that he's direct he's he's writing and producing, but not directing. But we'll see. Ah shit. Let's let's hope. He's apparently writing something called Twice, which is which is a thriller. 
Oh, see, these are all I'm his in. writing credits. What's his next next directing? Oh, there's nothing announced. Shit. He seems like a good idea guy who, if you let him have complete control, it he just takes it in a horrible, horrible direction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I like that first Taken. That's fine. Was that the first one? Did he do the first mm-hmm. one? Oh, yeah. No, he, he, did. He, direct, he directed the first one, right? Or did he just write it? It's Yeah, he wrote it. Yep. Or wait. Yes. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Nikita's good. Or, it no, is that's, good. That's, it's it's very similar to Taken. Oh right, no, he didn't do the TV series. He did the he did the he did the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Hmm. The transporter refueled. Oh my God, that's not even Jason Statham anymore. He wrote that still. Wow. Or no, uh, maybe not. He produced. He produced it. Ah, okay. He produced it. A little bit better. A little bit more acceptable. It's well. well hmm. Oh, wait, three, three more uh, credits. Writers. Oh, he just wrote the characters. Okay, yeah, that's... But he's writing something called Renegades. A team of Navy SEALs discover an underwater treasure in a Bosnian lake. This post oh, is it, cheesy. It, is it just going to be Bosnian? Yeah, there, there you go. The Bosnia is getting a lot of shout-outs this episode, but it's, it's probably going to be a um, Three Kings-esque romp. Looks like there's five of them, but yeah. F- uh, five J- Kings J.K. Simmons. Do you think he's going to be jacked out of his mind in this one? Is he going to be Bosnian? What the hell? Oh, no, they're Navy SEALs. Okay. So, he'll just be in Bosnia for whatever reason. And then he's doing Columbiana 2. What the fuck? They're making another Columbiana? Plot unknown. I saw that, I saw that bitch in theaters because I really liked the Taken. 2011 action film Columbiana. Jesus Christ, a little bit fucking late. <laughs> What's this? A young woman after witnessing her parents' murder as a child in Bogota grows up to be a stone-cold assassin. So, like, she works for a stone cold, but then at night she kills people. Or she kills people inside a stone cold. Or she kills people like she imagined stone cold Steve Austin would kill people. If he wasn't a wrestler. If he wasn't ordering White Castle in an E.T. mask. Three weaves. Stop calling it that. Have you thought of a name yet, you motherfucker? No. Okay. You're the creative one. That's actually not uh, true. I, I, here's here, my only the only name I have right now is. I'm I'm just trying to all I need because I have a bunch of nouns that I think are fine. I just need that one word, that, that evokes anime but doesn't make the title sound like, like a like a, uh, like a feminist girl band like a punk rock band, um, and I, so I'm I'm almost there I think. You can always just use my my band name as the name for the for the podcast slash website. What's your band name? Thunderfox. No, that's not. That's no. It needs to have a little. You have bit no vision. You know. No vision. It just needs to have. It just like you need to know it's about something. A little, little bit nippy. A little bit nippy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I hope not, will we? <laughs> yeah, Just saying, it's got potential. It's got layers to it. I was very disappointed when Frill Seeker was Frill Seekers was taken. Uh, Just to, just again, send me those second words. Send me some first words. We got We got We can. We can. You know. Okay. Well, let's let's stop recording and then we'll All right, then we'll I'm done. share words. All right. I will pee first. All right. Cool. Fuck you, Lucy, for leaving me. Fuck you, Lucy, for not needing me. I wanna say fuck you.
because I still love you No, I'm not okay, and I don't know what to do Everyone in his life would mistake it as love Everyone in his life